This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life in business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. everyone. Welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. I am your host, Michael Seip. And on today's episode of Energy and Moments in Business, we're going to talk to Kenny Detman. He is CEO and Managing Director of Easy ERC. Now, as a business owner, obviously a lot of us have many challenges. And one of the great things at Strategic Advisor Board on the consulting side is we like to find those hidden gems, those unique aspects that give businesses a leg up. And so learning a little bit more about the ERC will be very beneficial for a lot of you. All right, so Kenny, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about your business. Thanks for thanks for having me, Michael. So Easy ERC is a tax advisory firm. It's comprised of over 40 professionals today. Uh, we are exclusively advising businesses on the employee retention credit. Uh, business started in the middle of 2021. I was previously a tax partner with a large consulting firm, Alvarez and Marsal. Um, most of my, my book of business was advising private equity, private equity owned portfolio companies on all things tax. And, and when COVID hit and when the CARES Act was released in March of 2020, um, you know, government stimulus was front and center. We, you know, we all know about the PPP. By now, we, we mostly all know about the ERC. Um, but there was a, a long period of time, um, you know, into, into 2020, um, as we pivoted into 2021 when, when business owners uh, had very little knowledge about the employer retention credit. The sort of the redhead stepchild of the CARES Act. You had the, the PPP, you had the EIDL. Um, we all know about the, you know, the the individual stimulus that was provided. Not many business owners paid attention to the employee retention credits, and there were there were good reasons for that at the time. Um, but many of my clients, private equity uh, portfolio companies, weren't eligible for the PPP. So I've since uh, gr- you know since sort of ground zero with the CARES Act, been helping companies claim these credits. Towards the middle of 2021, I saw an opportunity to break off from my income tax advisory practice from the bureaucracy of a large firm to to start Easy ERC, uh, exclusively focused on this. It is a complex uh, area of, of uh, tax law and accounting. Um, and I thought in order to be a, a really great advisory and to build a really great advisory firm surrounded um, or, or focused exclusively on the employer retention credit, it's, it was my strong belief that you really need to do it full time. And so since March of 2021 through through today, we've grown from a, a small team of three to, to over 40. We're across the United States and have, have professionals in Puerto Rico as well. Um, and and we have also uh, reached a, a milestone as of last month. We've just crossed over $500 million in credit claims for our clients. So that was a, a very proud uh, moment moment for me, for the firm, uh, a great achievement. Um, and, um, you know, we, we're, we're excited for the future. We also acknowledge that the future with respect to the employer retention credit is limited. We are decidedly a business that if we don't do something else, 
um, in a couple of years decidedly does. So it's a really interesting kind of uh, challenge uh, in front of us uh, to, to, to A, make sure that we're taking full advantage of, of the opportunities in front of us and helping as many businesses as we possibly can with the backdrop of um, the opportunities are going to dry up. And, you know, if we just stay static as a business, uh, we're going to be in trouble in a couple of years if, if we don't complement our current service offering with something else. Yeah, great background. Thanks for that, Kenny. And I, the first thing that comes to mind right off the bat at that last point you made was I came from the tech space and we had a saying, innovate or die. And so when there are these things that are time limited, obviously, as a business owner, you're going to have to shift. But I'd like to congratulate you on two things. One is obviously leaving an established firm and going out on your own. Any entrepreneur obviously has that challenge of, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make it work? And then, oh, by the way, now you've obviously been successful growing up to 40 employees, over 500 million in credits. Uh, what a great story. And that's Thank just in, in the short year. So well well deserved. Very much appreciated. It's It's been a wild ride. And I, I was with Alvarez and Marcel for nearly 15 years. Um, I was an intern with them during college. It's the only type of environment I know. So moving from a firm of over 5,000 to starting something from scratch has been uh, a wild ride. It's been, it's been overwhelming. Lots of, lots of highs and lows. Um, I, uh, I was fortunate my office uh, with Alvarez was in Miami. Uh, I've established the headquarter office, um, for, for easy ERC in Fort Lauderdale and you know, two minutes away from my house. So there are, there are some, some really nice perks though, of course, um, to, to sort of, uh, st starting a business from scratch and designing it the way that, uh, you know, you, 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 you want to, um, you know, bring, bring sort of the good parts from the, uh, the, the, the experiences you've had in the past, um, but also take the opportunity to, to design things the way you would have designed them if, if you had the opportunity from those prior experiences to correct or fill the gaps or, um, you know, do things a little bit differently. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, to your credit, yeah, you got some perks, but you still have your hair too. You haven't pulled it all out, so you got that Most going for. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, I love what you just shared there because really, when we think about uh, some of our organizations that we're a part of, especially corporate, right, is the idea of hey, sometimes corporate has some really great aspects to it, and then it has some negative aspects. And so, as being an entrepreneur yourself, you know, being able to identify what you want to bring over. Uh, becomes really important and it helps establish culture. But part of culture, as, as we know, is what kind of culture is it? And and so some things can be very positive and we can have some really great moments from that. So energetically, when we think about our thoughts, emotions, and actions, those three components there are part of our core energy individually, but it can also be part of our company's culture as well. So for you, Kenny, how, what would you say was maybe an energetic high moment for you in getting this new business going? So there was a, a period of time early on in the business where it was challenging um, the, the, the key structure associated with providing employee retention credit services is such that um, we as a business don't get compensated until our clients are compensated. And there was a, a, a period early on of uncertainty as to how long exactly it was going to take the IRS to process uh, the, the, the amended payroll tax returns that are predominantly used to claim this credit. And when we started the business, because it was midstream 2021, 
Um, most of the, the folks that were doing ERC work were pivoting from filing for the credit on timely, uh, timely filed payroll tax returns to these amended returns, which can only be filed uh, on paper. We had no idea whether it was going to take three months, six months, 12 months longer for our clients to get paid. And so, you know, naturally that created a bit of a working cap issue early on in, in the business. So we were just kind of um, flying by this, the skin of our teeth early on. And um, as mentioned, we, we, we formed the business in May of 2021. Um, we started to see some of our, our initial filings made in the July, August timeframe. Um, we didn't see a credit process until December of 2021. So there were sev- several months, um, which, you know, thinking back, oh, three months, no big deal. It felt like an eternity. And so really one of the, the first major high points for us is when we started to see some consistency and some predictability, um, which was important for us, but also important for our clients who are um, in, in many cases desperately needing uh, this, this stimulus. So I'd, I'd say that the first real high point and, and, and really when we established that this was a viable long, uh, longish term business for us, is when we started to see credits regularly processed in, in kind of a three to four month time frame. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll also say that that applies to smaller credits that we help our clients with. There's a bucket of larger credits, uh, greater than $200,000 per quarter. Um, we're still in that waiting phase uh, on, on when is the IRS going to start processing these larger credits that they designated as higher risk based on their value. Um, we're as far out as, as almost um, uh, six, 16, 17 months on some of those credits. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to share that within the last two weeks or so, we're starting to see some movement there. So it's a great indication that uh, we're hearing kind of rumors that the IRS is uh, or has recently trained some agents to start giving um, a, a, a bit of a second layer review on these larger credits. We're starting to see that move. And it's another really high point for us to say, you know, um, this this hard work um, that, that we put in, um, probably more importantly, um, this cash that these businesses that we're helping really need, we're starting to see these very large credits turn. And it's, it, um, it's a very encouraging, uh, another encouraging moment and was an encouraging moment back in December of 2021 that, hey, this business has got legs. We're going to solve our working cap issues, um, you know. We, 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 let's, let's, let's grow this thing. Let's scale this thing. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's been an enjoyable ride ever since. Yeah. Those are two great instances there. And what I am keying in on a little bit too is, is obviously as a business owner, we have different revenue streams where hopefully we have different revenue streams. And so, you know, waiting for that very first one to come in, yep. not knowing how long it would take three months. So, so tell me a little bit more like in that moment of like before the first one came, you know, so many things going through your mind, but emotionally, like where were you at that point when, when you hadn't gotten anything come in yet? Yeah, it was, it was an extremely stressful time. Um, you know, you're, you're constantly thinking about, uh, you know, at that time, a much smaller team, but constantly thinking about, you know, how, how am I going to pull in the necessary capital that I need to, to continue to, to make payroll? Um, you know, should, should, should I already start 
thinking about some alternative sources of revenue? Should I be rethinking the way um, our current pricing model works to ask for more cash um, up front or as a deposit? Um, so, you know, and that's that's a, mid- a period of time when you know, if you're building a business from you know, com- complete ground up from scratch, there are so many changes that are happening on a daily basis to just try to try, try to master your core product or your core service offering that having to think about, well, do I need to tuck something else in, um, you know, simultaneous to trying to get what I was setting out to do the right, you know, the, the right way? Um, you know, is that is that going to just kind of um, je- jeopardize the, the quality of the work product that I'm, I'm trying to do um, by being distracted and build, building out some type of parallel service offering, revenue stream, change, changes in pricing model. Um, so it was, it was quite stressful. Um, I was, there was, I was, I was fortunate enough that, um, you know, because I, I started this business with a number of family and, and friends, um, you know, it was, uh, it, it was possible to, to delay some, some payroll. Uh, I really only had to d- dip into pers- personal funds on, on, on one instance, which I, you know, I'm very lucky to say as a, as a startup business owner that, um, you know, in term, in terms of seeking, uh, outside capital, the only place I ever needed to go was my personal bank account. Um, but, uh, we, we got over that hump and, um, you know, um, it's, uh, I, I feel very, very fortunate, very blessed that, um, you know, I, I, I've never had to, uh, let anybody go from this business. No one, no one has ever moved on. In fact, we have a hundred percent voluntary, uh, retention rate. Um, and we just, we haven't been put in a position where, um, we, 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 we need to, to, to cut at any, you know, people or resources. Um, and I'm also pleased to say that I've gotten to a place where I'm very comfortable with the product, the service that we're offering right now, that we are starting to bring in those other ser- service lines, um, start starting to lay the groundwork for, what that pivot will be post ERC. Yeah, great. Thanks for that background. And I, I do like the idea of like, hey, you're 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 creating an environment where people are sticking around. Um, and so when we talked about those high moments energetically, we talked about how, hey, you were coming from a space where you weren't sure where things were, you know, how ends were going to get met. And you'd had to dip into the personal savings a little bit, but eventually, you know, it came in. And so it makes sense that that would actually end up being a, a, almost a low moment turning into a high moment, right? Where we were sure you could keep the doors open. And then once the, once once that happened, then you're able to, you know, pivot and start moving forward. And now you're thinking about, okay, another, another revenue line or something like that. But I'm really curious more about now about what you were saying about your, your retention, like 100% retention. That's pretty impressive, especially in your field. I mean, there, there are a lot of maybe other opportunities out there or more importantly, some... Some people may not be their thing. So what would you say is the biggest factor or a couple of biggest factors into people sticking around with your business? Well, some people tell me I'm just, I'm, I'm paying everyone too much. But <laughs> <laughs> I challenge that notion a bit. I, I think that the most uh, important factor, and I, I know it's true, true for me from, you know, the environment I left is culture and you know, I have a team of, of individuals that love, love working with one another, um, you know, res- respect one another. We, we've created a, a great environment of, of mutual respect. Um, you know, f- fun is, uh, you know, at the center of, of our core values. 
innovation is at the center of our core values. Um, it's not specifically part of our core value, but burnout is, you know, um, when you look at the, you know, the, the, the middle market to big four accounting firms that are out there, um, they all talk about burnout, but it's, it's just a very difficult problem to solve when you are constantly trying to catch up with yourself. And so, um, you know, sort of how do we create that extra 10 to 20 percent of bandwidth, um, you know, in our in our current pool of employees to develop them, to train them, um, to get them thinking about uh, ways to be more efficient, more productive with less units of, of input or, or service. And so that, that that constant problem that exists in established firms of we just never feel like we have sufficient resources to do what's in front of us. We're constantly still chasing additional dollars of revenue. We're talking about growth and innovation and training, but we, we just struggle to try to find that pocket of time to create that is not completely client service focused. Um, I have, I've had the, 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 the fortune of, of being able, um, with this business to start it by saying that we are not going to burn people out. Um, we are going to hire a head of revenue. Um, we are, you know, we, we are going to figure out a way to scale, um, by, by creating really good processes, um, defining roles very, very, very well. Um, and, you know, one of probably the most significant factors is that we're not trying to be everything to everyone. Um, when you come from the consulting world or the tax world, you know, you're often trying to venture into areas that are that are new to you to be a, a you know a full service advisor to your clients. But um, you know, uh, there there is something to be said to some of the firms out there that that like the the approach of pigeonholing people into one specialty and having them just do that very very well. Um, those people tend to eventually not be be happy with um, ha- having to do such routine or mundane functions. It's, it's, it's not overly stimulating. Um, and I think we probably would have that problem with ERC. If this were the plan to do this for 10 years, we'd have that problem. Um, but we, we, we haven't run into it yet. We're constantly finding ways to be innovative within ERC. And I think that that is, that has created an environment where people are happy. Um, you know, people are happy to work. So, uh, it's, it's culture. It's not hurting people out. It's valuing people with, with compensation um, and it's making sure that at, you know, at the forefront of everything, you, you, know, you really have to enjoy what you're doing and who you're doing it with, which is a line I borrow from my with my prior firm. Um, but, you know, if you're not if you're not having fun, um, if you're not showing up to work happy at some point. You will. Right. Uh, great words of wisdom there, Kenny. And I appreciate a little bit where you, you, you tied it all together. Because you're talking about, hey, salary, yeah, it's a huge chunk of it for some people. But ultimately, it's about creating the connections within the organization so that people enjoy working with each other and have the find the fun out of it. And then give them the opportunity to innovate because you know that that's, that's required to not keep things stagnant. And uh, for those that are familiar with the energy leadership index levels, there's what I call the, the sweet spot of energy level five. And that's what I call the collaboration level. That's where there's cooperation and acceptance. Uh, and so your teams, when they value each other, and as, since that's one of your 
values, that's great because then what that does is it fosters that teamwork. It fosters that cooperation because they accept and value each other. And then they're willing to help each other out when somebody needs, you know, short on time or they're willing to to jump in on another team's work. That that kind of collaborative spirit is um, interestingly contagious. And so for you to set that as a goal when you started out the company speaks volumes for your success. So uh, great, really glad you shared that because it talked about the impact of doing so. Thank you. Yeah, something interesting in terms of, you know, attracting talent. Um, everyone who we, we interview, you know, it's a, it's a, as it usually is, it's a two-way interview. They're interviewing, you know, um, our firm just as much as we're interviewing them. But we are always going to be asked the same question, which is, we're going to leave our stab, you know, our established, uh, you know, em- employer now doing, uh, you know, wh- whatever we were doing, we we're potentially going to be doing that for another five, 10, 20, 30 years. And you're asking us to join your company, which, uh, you know, we know what you, we know what you do. It's all you do. Doesn't, doesn't that phase out? What are you going to do next? And, you know, I always turn that a little bit to say, well, um, it's not what, what, I'm going to do next or what my partners and I decide to do next. It's what we as a firm are collaboratively um, going to, to, to decide um, makes sense. And that might be, you know, one pivot that might be, you know, three, four, five, however many different directions. Um, and I think that really excites people. Um, it weeds out the people that that's not right for. This is not an environment that's right for everyone, but it helps us attract people who are also the right fit. We're thinking collaboratively. We're thinking with, um, in innovation at, at sort of the forefront of what they want out of their employment. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's a good way to turn it back on them and get their buy-in to feel, make them feel empowered and yep. be part of that process. And what's also interesting, too, to me is is uh, the aspect of being able to um, bring them on for a sort of a purpose or cause and being able to then pivot and and in doing the training and creating that environment where they know that that's part of the culture, even though it takes time away from generating new revenue, it's almost as if one of your investments is actually not money, but time. And you're sacrificing that time to invest in your employees or invest in a new process or system within the organization that will then propel you forward. And even though it sort of robs right now, the longer term payout is going to be much, much greater. And the testament to that is obviously within a hundred percent retention rate. Like that's amazing. So, so clearly this is a, a super huge nugget for people is to recognize that, Hey, um, investing in your employees with training, with whatever it is that, that fosters the culture and your values, uh, pays big dividends. So, uh, really glad you shared that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, so we talked a lot about some high moments and culture and things like that. Sometimes there are low moments and we did cover that a little bit. Is there any other low moment for you that stands out? So interconnected with this concept of, you know, I mentioned 10, 10 to 20% of kind of excess capacity to a- allocate towards things other than your core job functions. It's always been um, from, from the beginning of this business important to me for that pocket to exist. Um, cause I'm of the belief if you get to a hundred percent, if you get to 40 hours of your work week are dedicated to doing, um, you know, a hundred percent of your core job tasks, that 40 or, or that, that 100% quickly becomes 110 to 150%. So if you don't protect that 10 to 
of, of somebody, of somebody's time, um, to, to, to be training, to be innovating, um, you know, to, to be more collaborative in some, some area outside of the core job functions. I think you lose it and you get to, you know, something that leads to burnout. Um, so I would say that, um, where, where I felt a little low, uh, in, in particular, uh, towards the, the January, February timeframe, um, when I started the Easy ERC, I was the only um, partner. I was the, the sole owner of the firm, and I, I realized that I was going to burn myself out if I didn't if I didn't look look elsewhere for senior leadership, senior support. Um, and you know, much like many start, startup business owners, um, I was working both ends of, of the, the, the the candle. I you know often eight eight a.m. to three a.m. in the morning. Um, and so when I finally was able to, um, find some people that I've known and trust for a long time to bring into this business to be support to me, um, which, you know, that sort of push pushes its, its way down, its way down. Um, there was, there was absolutely a very low moment where I realized that, wait a sec, I didn't protect my own 10 to 20%. I'm constantly at 150%. Um, I need help. And, and I got that help and we're in a great place now, but, um, that was certainly the, the, uh, outside of sort of financial concerns, the low, the lowest of the low is when, um, you know, you're, you're, you're burning yourself out and you're not protecting your own time. Oh, so wise to share that because that is so true, right? With an entrepreneur, especially startup, you're so used to spend a lot of extra time in the business, but at some point, you know, you're pushing, pushing, pushing that that pushing will fail. And you, you obviously, you know, reach, reach that point, but it also range yourself back in. So, so good on, good on you for recognizing that and then taking some action. Yeah. Well, Ken, Kenny, you've had a lot of great, great insight here. I'd be really curious to know if you could meet anybody deceased or living, who would that be and why? Well, um, my, my paternal grandfather, I've, I've never met, um, he was um, deceased when I was born, um, but I've heard a lot of, of great stories. And he he was an entrepreneur. He went from you know no, nothing to something. He um, he was in the this, the staffing industry. Uh, and his his first line of staffing was was folks in Chicago. Um, they they needed uh, workers to un- unload cargo off of, of trains in Chicago, and that was sort of what he first broke into. Um, and, uh, that, that over the course of, you know, half, half a decade, um, migrated into parts of what are now H&R Block, uh, Spirion, if you've, you've heard of them. Um, uh, there's a home healthcare agency, interim, interim of healthcare, who, um, is also an offshoot of city car unloaders. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to, to certainly have conversations with my grandfather, not just about entrepreneurial stuff, but, um, to, to be able to meet him. And, uh, you know, uh, l- learn about those experiences uh, on the business side. And then, of course, you know, if everything else I would possibly ever like to ask uh, the, the grandfather I never met. Uh, I think that would, uh, uh, you know, that, that's a, a clear and obvious answer for me. Yeah, well, it's so great when you can tie somebody who was a leader, an influencer, and, oh, by the way, they happen to be family. You know, to get that combo to, together makes a lot of sense. And. Appreciate you sharing that. It's in my it's in my DNA. It sure is. Took took a while for me to figure it out, but it's in there. Hey, some some people are slow out of the gate, but they still win the race. 
So yeah. that, that's awesome. Good. Well, Kenny, how can people get a hold of you, either as a business or, or you personally? So we, um, you know, we, we obviously have our, our website, which has a, you know, the backing up the step, you know, for, for those who aren't familiar with the employee retention credit, it, it is a refundable payroll tax credit. Um, at this, at this point, all of the claims you're making on the employee retention credit are retroactive. So this was a stimulus program passed along side the PPP. Today it can provide up to $26,000 of, of a cash infusion per employee. Um, for those employees that were in place in 2020 and 2021, when employers were feeling the, the financial effects and the operational impacts due to COVID-19 and, and, and also due to, of course, the, the governmental orders that often shut down or restricted businesses. So it is a refundable payroll tax credit, meaning it's, it's cash from the U.S. Treasury. Um, you know, our, our job here is to create awareness. Um, and to help businesses claim this credit the right way to make sure that they are um, prepared in the event that the IRS ever were to make a challenge. You know, our, our goal is to create a work product for them that is directly responsive to a- anything and everything the IRS could possibly ask for in terms of trying to substantiate this claim. Um, so if there are, are business owners out there that have heard about it uh, or have heard about it and are just, um, you know, uh, un- unsure about these eligibility tests, um, you know, we, we love talking to business owners to tell them that, hey, there is an opportunity. We also like talking to business owners to say, hey, there's not really an opportunity there. Um, you should be careful of, you know, the, the firms that are out there marketing. You know, last night I watched Thursday Night Football. There was an employer attention credit ad uh, during during Thursday Night Football. Um, so, you know, it's, it's important to be vigilant out there. And, you know, p- part of our job is, is yes, to bring, bring this opportunity to business owners, but part of our job is also to make sure that we are, um, it, you know, properly informing business owners that aren't eligible for the credit that they shouldn't take it. Um, so the best place to contact us is through our website, www.ez-erc.com. Um, there is a, a questionnaire that you can fill out on the website. Uh, it takes less than five minutes. And from, from there, um, oftentimes I'm directly calling people who, who, uh, make, make a submission on our website. Um, I'm also, uh, you know, if you go to our about page on our website, um, you could reach out to me via email. Um, my phone number is on there as well. We, uh, we are always available. We'd love to talk to business owners. We'd love to help business owners claim, claim this credit. We're duly deserving of it. Um, it's just a really nice experience, um, for, for us, for our clients. Uh, to, 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 to be able to bring them this opportunity. And it will still be around up until April 15th, 2025 is kind of the drop dead date on when you can last claim this credit. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the background information there and how people can get the credit and why it's still valuable today. And, and obviously, as you guys grow and expand, you're going to be offering even better products down the road. So, so good for you to be a resource for business owners. I'm glad you shared that. All right. Well, Kenny, thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate it very much. And thanks for taking the time out to uh, share with us your wisdom. It's been my pleasure, Michael. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I think uh, you know it's, uh, it's 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 very enlightening to hear some of your your views on um, you know the interplay with with energy and um, you know business business decisions, business outcomes. Uh, I think that's a very uh, very prudent, very important um, thing that you know 
we're not always thinking about. So uh, kudos to you for creating a very nice platform. Uh, I appreciate your time and uh, I, I hope to connect with you uh, again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.